Find all your favorite movies and shows faster with Xfinity. Just speak into the X1 voice remote to search across live TV, on demand, even Netflix and Prime Video. Now that's simple, easy, awesome. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY or visit a store today. Restrictions apply. Promotional consideration for Growing Greater Philadelphia provided by the Associated Builders and Contractors of Eastern Pennsylvania. This is the Growing Greater Philadelphia podcast, bringing you more of the interviews and stories from the Growing Greater Philadelphia radio program. Now, here is Matt Cabry. There's no doubt about it. The growth in Greater Philadelphia is tremendous. You know, we see cranes all across Center City. But there are also projects in the construction space that are happening behind the scenes, oftentimes at colleges and universities or hospitals and nursing homes and other kinds of organizations that are just growing and adapting and bringing about new positive uh, work environments. And it's all being driven by the construction professionals who call Greater Philadelphia home. And we're really privileged today to be welcoming in one of the founders of that kind of organization. It's Bill Cumby from W.S. Cumby Construction. Bill, it's great to have you here on Growing Greater Philadelphia. Thank you, Matt. I'm thrilled to be here. Tell us a little bit about W.S. Cumby Construction, founded in 1981. In 1981, my dad, who had been in the business for 25 years at the time, uh, or more perhaps, and I founded it. Uh, we had the first four years in my basement with... Uh, and we finally outgrew that. We're in the Swarthmore train station for another almost 20 years. Been in uh, Springfield, Delaware County since uh, 2003. Nice. Very cool space to be in the Swarthmore train station. That's pretty unique. It was. We were, the, I guess, by the time we were done, there were almost 20 of us in less than 3,000 square feet. It was like seven different floors. It was fun, a challenge. We needed, you know, we we're ready to move on. Yeah. And that's the beauty of uh, having a growing company. You can evolve and expand and uh, become what you are today. Yeah, it's been been a lot of fun. There's no yeah. question about it. Yeah. Yep. Tell us a little bit more about where W.S. Cumby is today, and I want to come back and hear more about the founding of the company back in 81, but how large is the shop? Right now, we do between 60 and $70 million a year, typically. We have between 50 and 60 employees. We do some smaller. We have a special projects groups that will do smaller projects, but our average project is 5 to uh, $20 million, and uh, we do both ground up renovation, and almost all of our work is on the construction management basis where we work. We're hired with the architect or soon after or sometimes even before and work from a concept right through to uh, the final completion and uh, to help them with all the planning, the budgeting, the scheduling, and so on. And stepping back to 81, you had mentioned Dad, who is no longer with us, correct? Correct. Yeah, he passed away nine years ago. So he had been in the business for about 25 years before you and he were inspired to start W.S. Cumbie back in 81. What was that moment of inspiration? Take me back to 79 or 80 when you guys started kicking this around the, the kitchen table, probably. Well, he was uh, extraordinarily talented, thoughtful, and extraordinarily well-respected individual in the industry and a child of the depression a very very hard worker you know we almost never didn't have uh, blueprints that were called in those days but drawings on our dining room table so i kind of grew up learning to to read drawings and uh, grew up in the industry I, one of some of my earliest recollections are going to job sites in fact he was part of the independence mall here i remember that back in the 50s to sort of date myself so uh i had always you know had uh, a real interest in the business and my dad had um had a number of people had approached him about going in the business over the years, and he just never uh, took the leap. And uh, 
I always kind of wanted to be an entrepreneur, and uh, he and I talked about it for a couple of years, and I think, frankly, it was my mother probably who pushed this both or pushed my dad finally, said, hey, you know, it's time to do it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. He, yeah, he was in his mid-50s at the time, and it was just a great partnership for a long time. That's great. And, and you know, I don't want to discount the support that your mom, you know, Bill's wife, provided because oftentimes you need that belief, you need that confidence that other people see in you in order to, to really make the idea a reality. Oh, yeah, there's, there's no question. I mean, they basically risked their entire life savings, which, frankly, wasn't a ton of money in that day. Sure. And they were, you know, he was in his mid to, you know, his 56, 57 at the time. And she never gave it a moment's thought that he could fail. It was not possible. It just never, you know, she said she had total confidence in him. And, and quite honestly, you know, we just worked as hard as we had to, to to succeed. Yeah, that's great that she had that belief and, and saw that successes in your dad's DNA. It was awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's no, great. Awesome. So take us back to those early years as well. Some of the challenges you and your dad encountered in terms of uh, either acquiring a project or, or completing a project that maybe didn't go the way you thought it was going to go and, and how you resolved that. Fortunately, uh, because my dad was so well known and so well respected, he was a fairly, uh, he was vice president of a significant construction company in the city. So he had a great relationships with subcontractors and architects. So we didn't really start from zero the way a lot of firms do because he was so well known and because he had really, quite honestly, had done a lot of great things for a lot of subcontractors. He'd helped them out over the years and so on. We had a lot of people who were not just rooting for us to succeed, but doing their best to help us uh, to help us succeed, frankly. Yeah. Yeah, that's good to hear because, and you you know this from your experience leading a company now, uh, like you have with your dad over the years, the relationships that we develop throughout our careers come back to help us. And it sounds like that's the experience with WS Cumbie as well, where people were there for you. Yeah, no question about it. I mean, it really is all about the relationships with our partners, our clients, our design partners and, and engineers, our people and who, you know, we couldn't possibly do what we do without. And our subcontractor, which is really uh, one of the first things my dad taught me was, you know, you're only as good as your subcontractors. And so we've tried very hard over the years to build a team of, uh, you know, of quality subcontractors to do quality work. And because that's really what we're all about with, you know, that's what our clients expect. And we hold ourselves to a high standard and, and expect them to do the same. Yeah. So, Bill, the construction industry is really competitive. There's it a, is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> There's a lot of organizations who are experts in certain areas. What is it about WS Cumbie that kind of stands out, that distinguishes your team from others, that causes a company to say, you know what, we want to work just with Bill and the Cumbie team? It is extraordinarily competitive. You're right. As I used to say, you know, well, it took to get in the business was a pickup truck and a fax machine and and now you don't even need the fax machine anymore you need a cell phone but we do really very specialized kind of high-end work and try very very hard to meet our clients goals we have three taglines or three three mottos it's commitment integrity and partnership and we try very hard to be partners with our clients first our subcontractors and our design team. We basically do most of our work, not all, but almost all of our work on a construction management basis where we work very early on. Well, a client will hire us with their Sometimes it's just an idea in their head or it's a sketch on a napkin, and uh, we work with the design team and uh, right through what's well, pre- the pre-construction period, help them with their budgeting and the scheduling and what it takes to get permanent and so on. 
right through the uh, the completion. So it's a whole piece of the of the construction industry that's really very critical to the success of com- particularly complex projects that we have tried very hard to be the leaders in. And I think we get feedback all the time from our clients that our construction, our pre-construction services are really above and beyond anything that they see. And that pre-planning is really key. I mean, everything else follows on. It sure is, especially in an industry where, especially now, where we're competing for labor, yeah. materials, and particularly on most of our projects, materials, there's, no, you know, there's nothing you go to Home Depot to pick up. They're, already, they're long lead, they're technical, there's all these, you know, some bindles and so on that have to be taken care of months ahead of when you need the, the material in the job. So it really is all about the planning. The, you can't do, the execution is not going to follow without the, the proper planning. Totally. And, and if you don't think ahead, then it's going to have a ripple effect. And you know what? You're, you're not going to be ready to go on that job because no one ordered the, the supplies you needed for that particular initiative. And that's, yeah, that's, the, that's really the killer. And yeah. It does happen occasionally that manufacturers or suppliers promise something that, uh, sure. that you're counting on and don't deliver. And that makes it even more challenging. Yeah, so it's absolutely. really, particularly in this market where everyone is busy, suppliers included. So it's, it's a challenge. It really is. It's all about the planning. Yeah. The construction industry, the building trades in general have evolved over time. There's a lot more focus on sustainability and environmental concerns. And how has the team at WS Cumbie adapted and evolved along with that? Well, it's, it's funny, Shanae Smith. That was really, uh, we did our first green building project almost by accident. We were mm. building a, uh, a school for the deaf out in uh, Montgomery County. And the architect didn't even know it was a green building. His project architect was a huge believer in sustainability and this was back in the late 90s where people a green building was a building painted green to everybody right right. and uh so we we had all these interesting products in in this project and when we were done we got to know the project architect quite well and uh he started talking about green building and we we immediately started to look into and did a lot of reading and so on and I'm not taking credit for having any idea how big it was going to be. We had no clue how big it was going to be. Right. But we just became big believers that this made a lot of sense. So we had all our project managers and our estimators become you know, lead APs or accredited professionals. And we founded, we were one of the founders of the Delaware Valley Green Building Council. Oh, we, wow. Yeah. That, no, we, were that, thought, that, we, we just really thought this made a lot of sense. Yeah. And our, you guys were really at the forefront. We were. And frankly, we became known for that. Mm-hmm. And as, you know, as a smaller, mid-sized firm, you know, some of the big boys, the Turners in New York and so on, were involved in, in green building then. But even then, it was, a, it was a small piece of what they did. For us, we really became uh, convinced that this was just a good thing for the, for the environment and a good thing for our future. Our office building, which we moved into in 03, was the very first LEED certified building in the Delaware Valley. Wow. We just thought, okay, here's a chance to educate our people, educate our subs, and uh, in the whole lead process. And then, lo and behold, you know, we had we had made all our project managers and estimators become lead certified. And for several years, there was a project here or there, but I think they all looked at me like, you know, what's what's this about? Why, yeah, you know? Yeah. And, uh, and all of a sudden, it hit the tipping point, like many things do. And we've done a ton of green building ever since. It's been a real, uh, a very big part of our uh, firm, part of our work. And frankly, we've been recycling on every project, lead or, or not, for now 15 years. So wow. it's, yeah, it's that's great. And, we do. and I'm really glad to hear that because you went from being some of the people who are looking at kind of funny to being somebody right. That, right. That, that says, you know what, this is the standard. And, and let's talk to Bill because he's been doing this for a long time. It was. We had 
way more experience than pretty much anybody else in our marketplace yeah. at the time. And as a result, ended up with a lot of wonderful projects that were a result of our expertise. And in some cases, we even had a, a project where we were hired as a construction manager for a, a wonderful institution. It's a an independent school in the Philadelphia area. Yeah. And we started talking about green building as we were doing pre-con. They had no interest in green building, knew what it was. The architect had never done a, a green building, and uh, nor had any of the engineers. But the business manager got interested, and the more we talked, we ended up with a lead platinum building. And wow. uh, it was he really drove the bus and yeah. said, "Hey, I'm on board. This yeah. is a great thing." And so we've been uh, we've done a lot of a lot of really fascinating projects. That's great. Hey, folks, we're talking with uh, Bill Cumby Jr. He's with W.S. Cumby Construction Company. It's a company that he co-founded back in 1981 with his dad, Bill Cumby Sr. And, you know, the team at W.S. Cumby, they provide a, a variety of professional construction services, including everything from construction management, design and build, and, and general contracting. And, Bill, one of the things that I'd love to hear, if there's one that stands out for you, maybe there's many, is there a project that you look back on over your career that you're just really proud of? You know, I know you're talking about LEED certified, but there could be others that may not be LEED certified that you just look back and say, wow, that was really a milestone for us or or really cool. Yeah, I mean, fortunately, there are many. Uh, I guess one of the real milestone for us was we built the new headquarters for NFL Films back in uh, the late 90s. Very cool. It was. It was an incredible uh, project, incredible client. They were the, the best. Mount Laurel, New Jersey. In Mount Laurel, New Jersey, from yeah. Philadelphia area. Yep, yeah. yep. Philadelphia-based firm. They started right here on Vine Street. That's right. Know? Yeah. And, uh, and we were hired to do a major renovation in their space, which was the budget at that time between 10 and $15 million. And make a fairly long story quite short, we did all this budgeting and planning and so on, again, in the pre-con phase. And then we traveled up to the the uh, NFL offices in New York, sure. which is actually NFL Films is owned by is, uh, the, the, the by the league. Yep. And uh, they, you know, we laid out the plans and so on, and different schemes, different costs. And they basically said, you're thinking way too small. Go back, start over. You need to find a new site. You need to build something grand up and, you right. know, look at the next 40 years, not, you know, the next yeah. 10. So on the way back on the train, I'm thinking, okay, well, we've never done a, a big uh, project that they're talking about. You know, the 10 to 15 million was a, was a good size. Yeah. It was a big project for us then. And I'm thinking, um, you know, what's what's going to happen? And we just kept working with them and so on. Needless to say, I didn't share that perspective with them. <laughs> sure. Uh, you kept that inside. Yeah. I, I did, yeah. but we, we kept working with them. We ended up at the project in the end. It's a spectacular building. We spent, I guess, three years altogether from first pre-con until final completion. Well, the first six months was on the, you know, the old building. And then uh, and at the ribbon cutting, and I got to know the people there very, very well and talked to uh, the CFO, who was the main point person. I shared sure. that my perspective, you know, I was figuring on the that my perspective on the train ride and what might happen. And he said, they never gave another thought. We were like, we were part of the team. We were committed as, as, as anybody else. We worked as hard as anybody else for that success. And it was, it was, it was a wonderful thing. That's you know? great. That's a really great. And, and I love how you embrace the challenge, frankly. Hey, that's been our thing. Yeah. yeah no, I've, our staff sometimes has to grab me by the belt and say, <laughs> oh, hold on, Bill. But yeah, 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 I sort of, you know, I learned that from my dad. I've never seen an opportunity that didn't, uh, 
that didn't look like, hey, this will be fun. Let's let's give it a shot. Yeah. yeah. Are they in the same space today? Oh, yeah, they yeah. are. Yeah. I yeah. only ask because I've been in that building. Isn't and, that awesome? And I'm not yeah. just saying this. It is a gorgeous space. It is, it's, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's not what you expect a production company like NFL Films to, to be housed in. It's really a, an inspiring environment. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Yeah. 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 No, Very they cool. had. And that's when actually analog was given away to digital. So yeah, they changed constantly because of the technology was changing constantly. So, right. Yeah. Right. Sure. So, Bill, share with us a little bit more about the Cumby family. So we talked a little bit about your dad who passed away in 09, and we referenced your mom. Do you have siblings who were involved in the business, or uh, no? They're all they're all smarter than that. My brother is a <laughs> professor at Georgetown. My, although my sister is now uh, she was a real estate lawyer for years in New York, but she now works for us. Oh, nice as in house counsel. Good. And uh, my youngest sister is a school teacher. But I do have um, I have three kids, two of whom are in the business, both sons. Yeah, and my oldest is is co-managing the business with me now, nice. and my youngest is working in the S main department. His wife is a project coordinator for us. Nice. And my daughter, who's a vet tech out in uh, Ardmore, but her husband is an assistant uh, superintendent for us. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, yeah, we have uh, there is a bunch of family members it, in our business. It's a wonderful thing. It truly is a family business. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I love the fact that you and your dad founded it in Delaware County in Swarthmore back in '81, and you're still in Delaware County in Springfield, a beautiful community of our Greater Philadelphia neighborhood. And uh, the fact that your family continues to drive the vision and the success of, of WS Cumbie is really inspiring. I want to talk a little bit more about, I guess, what I would call the, the challenges in the future. Mm. So workforce in the construction trade specifically can be a challenge because a lot of folks are geared towards either a more traditional four-year college and it's putting a little bit of a strain on some of the trades but even even the engineering uh, space and we're very fortunate in greater philadelphia have great engineering schools that are preparing a, a very talented workforce to enter into ws cumby and other construction firms but share with us a little bit more your perspective of how that workforce development from a recruitment and a diversity perspective is evolving well, it is, Matt. You really hit the nail on the head for the biggest challenge in our industry, not just for WS Cumbie or even the Philadelphia area, but nationally. There's no question about it. And, uh, you know, without without getting political out, immigration reform and, and new people coming to the workforce, it's sure. going to be continue to be a challenge. I think there's a lot of technology on the horizon that might be a long-term solution, modular construction and, and things like that. But immediate, uh, immediately now, it is it is a huge issue, both in the field because it's just mm-hmm. not a glamorous task. My grandfather, sure. I, you know, was worked in the trades in the field, and uh, yeah. my kids sure didn't, and I sure didn't. And right. it's hard work. On the other hand, there's very few businesses or, or vocations that you can do where you can feel as good about what you're doing when you're done. You know, when you know that's the great thing about uh, yeah. people who have the skills. They, you know, I find they take a lot of pride in what they do. And that really is, I think once my son-in-law is the perfect example, once he saw, you know, how exciting it was, you know, to be part of, you know, uh, something that's gone from, you know, an empty building or a hole in the ground to a finished product, he's like, this is really, this is great stuff. Yeah, and very satisfying. Extremely satisfying. Hard work, but extremely satisfying. And the same thing in the office. It's not, you know, the Great Recession, a lot of people got driven from the business. They're just, you know, there just wasn't the work. So, and a lot didn't come back in the, the, both project managers and, and, you know, in the architecture world, the engineering world. So it really is, and, and you're right, there's some of the best 
architecture and engineering schools in the country right here in the Philadelphia yeah, area. So that's it's a right. great, great source of, of our workforce. Yeah. But, it's, but it is a challenge, no question about it. So, Bill, you had mentioned the team at WS Cumbie. It's about 50 to 60 people. they got to be a really diverse group of folks who are, you know, engineering all the way to, to the implementers who are out in the field delivering on your vision. Share with us a little bit more about what's special uh, and what makes you really proud about the team who called WS Cumbie home. Well, that, you know, that is the, what gets me up in the morning, Matt, really. That's, you know, a lot of my friends at, at my age are retired, and it's like, you know, I'm, you know, going to get the chance to go to work every day with this team is way more fun than, you know, playing golf, which I enjoy doing as well, or anything else you can, I, I can think of. We've, and we've been very fortunate. People have been so loyal to us, have worked very hard. We've had, you know, some members of our staff been here 15, 20, 25, more than 30 years even, and we're only a 38-year-old company. They are extraordinarily talented and hardworking, but more than anything, I, they get what we're all about is the, the commitment to our clients to trying to be the best. Our goal is never to be the biggest or the fastest growing or even the most profitable, uh, although that would be nice, but it's just to be the best at what we do so that our clients aren't thinking about going anywhere else for the, for the next project. It's just extraordinarily gratifying to to work with a, with a group of people that, that have that commitment and um, have the same motivation as uh, I do and, and, uh, and my dad did, frankly, from the very start. The longevity of uh, an average team member at WS Cumbie is really impressive. And the fact that they're inspired to get up every morning is actually a reflection on you and your dad and the environment and the culture that you have built and that you and your, your family continue to, to provide for those employees. So you should be really proud of that. So if I'm not putting you on the spot with this one, Bill, and maybe you shared this perspective with your kids, your two sons and your daughter, what would you tell a young person today who maybe is in high school and, you know, they're thinking about what their career path is and, you know, maybe it's college, but they're not sure. They they have an aptitude that might be more in the trades or they're just kind of feeling a little lost. What, what would you tell a young person in that situation? Yeah, Matt, that's a great question. And of course, most young people don't listen. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> when you talk to yeah. them at 18 anyway, at least. Yeah. Uh, I know my kids uh, weren't the best at it, nor was I. But uh, I do think that uh, one of the things you try and, t- and tell kids is keep your mind open to this. Give it, uh, give it a shot. Try you know, summer work and uh, internships and so on and see if you like it. It isn't for everybody. It is hard work, particularly the, the field work. But even in the office, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a challenging business. We're not making widgets in our business. We're constantly every day is a new challenge, a new, um, new opportunity. But it's, it's, uh, but it's extraordinarily rewarding. You're never bored in this business. And yeah. with the right, for the right people, it's, a, it's an awesome, uh, I think it's just an awesome opportunity. Yeah. In that spirit, share with us a little bit more about workforce development. What are some of the programs that I know your team is at least aware of and, and actively working on, whether it's through the Green Building Council or, or other initiatives that uh, you're involved with? Yeah, sure. We have, and have for a long time, tried to hire interns from uh, Philly University, which is now part of sure. Thomas Jefferson, and other schools. Drexel and others that both for summer interns and then some of them had interns during their school year and a number of them who've end up being full-time employees and have been some of them listening now for 15 years or so so we have that program we're also part of the ABC the Associated Builder Contractors and they have a, an apprentice program and they've tried very hard to recruit and uh, give opportunities particularly for minorities which are often underrepresented in the uh, construction industry in the field mm-hmm. so and we've been a supporter of ABC for a long time our yeah. chief estimators on the board our director of pre-con was a former president so it's uh, it's an organization that's tried very hard to 
help recruit and train talented uh, individuals. And in that spirit, too, that's such an important component of, of that workforce development. How, how do we find and nurture people who have an interest in working in that field, regardless of gender or ethnicity or age even? And, and you know, you mentioned Philadelphia University, which is great, and, and Drexel, which is great. But oftentimes, the young people who are pursuing a path that may not be college-oriented don't know where to turn. So going through yeah. a program that's facilitated by ABC or, or other similar organizations is really key. It is key. And we've had uh, the Williamson Trade School, which is a wonderful yeah, sure. institution. It's been in Delaware County for more than 100 years. Yeah. Turn out great, extraordinarily well-trained and well-educated tradespeople. And uh, we have a number of people from, uh, from Williamson, including we had an intern there last summer. Workforce. Yeah, that's great. So, folks, we're talking with uh, Bill Cumby Jr. from uh, W.S. Cumby Construction, a proud company founded in 81 here in greater Philadelphia in Delaware County. But I want to pivot here, Bill, and I want to learn a, a little bit more about you and uh, where you were born and raised and, and what your passion is for Philadelphia. And can you see yourself living anywhere else, frankly? But what, what is the Bill Cumby story? Yeah, no chance of living anywhere else, uh, Matt. Yeah, I was actually born in Methodist Hospital on South Broad Street. My parents lived in a one-room apartment across the street. And uh, my wife was born in Pennsylvania Hospital. I've been a lifelong Phillies fan. I happened to be lucky enough to be there in 08 when they won the World Series. And we've had season tickets for a long time. I've been a lifelong Eagles fan. I'm yeah. one of the few people, believe it or not, was at the 1960 championship game with wow. my dad. Wow. And I took my my son, my son-in-law, and his best, and my son's best friend to Minnesota, and saw them win the Super Bowl. So very cool. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I love yeah. Philadelphia. It's just been, uh, you know, it's home for me the entire. I left it as when I went off to uh, four-year college, and it's just it's a great city. I love the, the you know, the history. The you walk around. Uh, my son, my oldest, who's now with us, was in California for eight years, and you'd go to California. He was in Southern California, and yeah. there's. You know, without I mean, it's a wonderful place. The weather's great and all, but the the soul that's in Philadelphia is just not there. You yeah. know, you walk around and you know it's uh it's a very different atmosphere. The people, it's uh, you know, Philadelphians have sort of a you know a, a I don't know an a underdog complex that's kind of endearing. Sure. And uh, and I do think it's one of these things where people from around the country come here and see what a great city it is. You know, all they hear about is. You know, we threw snowballs at Santa Claus back in 1958 in Franklin Field. Right. They say, "Gee, this is a wonderful city. These are warm people. It's uh, you know, it's uh, it's a great it's a great place to to live and work and raise your kids." I love the fact that your son spent some time outside of Greater Philadelphia in Southern New Jersey or, or elsewhere, and it's one of the things that I really admire because. He has an appreciation for everything our community has to offer now that he has something to compare it to. Not that those of us who were born and raised here don't have comparisons, because we've traveled the country and traveled the world, and we can appreciate the differences, the nuances of living in different cities. Even if you're just spending some time there, you start to realize, wow, we have it pretty good in greater Philadelphia. You sure do, and, don't and, you? Yeah. yeah, and it doesn't really strike you until you have that comp, if you will, that well, comparison. Exactly. No, yeah. you take it for granted. You just yeah. don't know any better. And then you... Then you you know you travel around and you think wow this is there's a there's just this is a wonderful place you know I, on my way here to the studio I just passed Independence Hall you know I'm you know yeah. been passing out a long time I still get goosebumps I was it's just, just going to say yeah. you know it's just uh, it's just a wonderful it's, it's just a great city it really is a special place and there is something special you can feel it it's palatable and and I would say in the last 10, 15, even twenty years 
Greater Philadelphia has been on this upward trajectory that is making it even more special. And, and you can kind of feel it in everything that we do. And it's only going to get better. Yeah, oh, it's awesome. I know I have a group of friends from, from Swarthmore who've been doing this for a long time. We, every, every month we go in for craft beer and burgers in, in town. And the transformation in yeah. town is unbelievable. I now say there's like every place we go, we're old enough to be everybody's father. It's, yeah. it's like amazing. It's, yeah. just, uh, it's just enormous, the energy in the city. It's, it's, it's uh, turned around in the last 20 years and, you know, it's, and done some great things have happened here and are going to you know, continue to happen. It's a, it's a great, great time to be a Philadelphian. Yeah, sure. And you may have just referenced this, Bill, but I, I want to dive into this one aspect. You know, you have guests coming in from out of town, and you reference you go out for, for burgers and beers. But where do you tell folks, you know, when you say, you, you got to go here, you got to check this out? When you're thinking about the 11-county neighborhood of Greater Philadelphia, are there one or two things that stand out for you when you encourage guests who are visiting to go experience well i you know it's cliche i always take them to tony luke's or yeah. uh, pat's or Gino's sure. to get a cheesesteak yeah authentic um, if they yeah. haven't had an authentic food of a cheesesteak i i think the constitution center is one of the most awesome uh museums i've, I've ever been to uh, i like to you know go into the neighborhoods in south mm. philly the italian market you know there's just a lot of great places walk around center city city hall independence the whole independence old city area sure it's uh it's just a, you get a sense, I think, walking around uh, the city of just the warmth and uh, the scale of the city. It's really, it's, um, you know, it's, it's unlike a lot, certainly, you know, very, very different than New York. It's just a very kind of a, it's, it's almost a small town, big city. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Bill Cumbie Jr., W.S. Cumbie Construction Company, uh, founded in 1981. Really great success. I really uh, appreciate you coming in and sharing with us your story. And thank you for taking time to, to be part of our Growing Greater Philadelphia program. Well, thanks, Matt. Thanks so much for having me. I've been uh, more than happy to do it. It's, uh, it's an exciting city, and I'm just thrilled to be part of it. Thanks. Hey, this segment of Growing Greater Philadelphia is brought to us by Independence Blue Cross. They're a proud sponsor of Select Greater Philadelphia. Independence Blue Cross is the largest health insurer of the Philadelphia region, serving more than 2.5 million people locally and 8.5 million people in 23 states and Washington, D.C. You can learn more about Independence Blue Cross at ibx.com. Check out all of our podcasts and tune in Friday mornings, 5 a.m. on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Thanks so much for listening to Growing Greater Philadelphia. Listen to the 48 Hours podcast on demand. Real people, real crimes, real life drama. 48 Hours investigates the most intriguing crime and justice cases. Investigators discovered Brown chained up like a dog. We can hear the girl yelling for help. CBS News is bringing investigative reporting and impact journalism. You have this toxic love triangle. It was a crime that rocked this upscale community. The 48 Hours podcast. This case was a true whodunit. Download and subscribe on the new Radio.com app or wherever else you get your podcast.